wide receivers coming at you. But first, can you believe football is next week? One week, we have the NFL season. I, well, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what to, what to think. Well, before we came on, I was basically saying, you know, I, most years I'm so ready. I'm done, you know, six drafts by now, you know, 12 more on the way. I'm excited. I remember it. It's like counting down the clock. I take off the week. Uh, than Christmas. Labor Day. Literally better yeah. than Christmas. I literally take off the week of Labor Day like every year. Um, and then this year, like just what's going on, uh, uncertainties. Like I literally forgot that tomorrow is a week out from the season. I, I just, I, I, I'm exactly the same way as you, but I just started getting insanely excited. Probably the past two weeks, I would say, the more that I got invited to more leagues and doing more stuff with it and actually looking, diving more into, you know, I'm, I'm current, we're currently in, we're in a draft together right now. We're doing the Sleeper Wire Pro-Am for a good cause, um, donating for that one. And uh, another listener league with a couple of buddies that I've met throughout, you know, on Twitter and everything. But it's, it's the more I'm drafting, the more excited I get. And I don't, I don't know if you'll feel the same, you know, if, if you had, I guess. I mean, we have my league next week. That should be exciting. And it's going to be the day of the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm always excited for the NFL season. Nothing is better than football. Uh, nothing is better than week one and the Thursday night game. However, uh, it's just the circumstances surrounding it that have really kind of put a damper on it. I'm sure oh, for totally. everybody. Totally. But, yeah, like I, I'm like – I'm usually so – like focused, like from June 1st until September 1st, no matter where I am, I'm preparing. I am have the notebook in my hand and I'm, you know, statting out, but this year just. We're trying to get to playoff baseball, fantasy playoff for baseball. Right. Yeah. And then right into football. I mean, there's no better time of the year. Right. I mean, granted this, this time of year is literally baseball, middle of baseball season at this point, because it's, you know, shortened season. It's the start of football. It's the end of foot, end of basketball and hockey. And then the beginning of basketball and hockey at the same time, it's going to be, you know what I mean? Like they're going to start the new season for basketball and hockey. The golf season is going to start with, um, you know, the ma- basically the, the tour championship and then the masters and uh, the um, very odd. And we have the Kentucky uh, right on Saturday. Like, well, I mean, I'm not upset about it. Don't get me wrong. The most, ex- the most exciting two minutes in sports. Usually, oh yeah, right. That's that's been delayed. That's usually been on Star Wars Day, you know, or yeah. Cinco de Mayo. Right. But right. It's usually, yeah. Now it's in September. But yeah. hey, it's hey, we the got the boys. Leg. We have we have Mulan is coming out this weekend, and we also well, have the second season of The Boys. I ain't paying for it. That's I'll what I'm saying. Find a way. December. We'll find a way. Yeah, but, true. So with all of that being said, a lot to be wide said. receivers. Let's continue on our journey uh, and rank our wide receivers. I think that. I don't see anybody dethroning Michael Thomas. It's, it could be very close, but Michael Thomas is the dude. Unless, unless he either gets hurt or Drew Brees just says, you know what, I'm not going to throw to Michael Thomas, which Andrew Brees silly. is not going to do that. He's that, is, not, that is silly. Uh, is, that his, is his real name Andrew? Or I don't know, real? but Drew comes from Andrew, so. Yeah, that's interesting. That's actually. I did, I did go to school with a, and I'm in a league with him as well. I have been for the past like 13 of... years. And his name is Drew, but he is an Andrew, but nobody calls him Andrew. I, th- I think unless his mother is very upset with him. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, not a much on, the, on your friend Andrew, or your friend Drew, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, on, on Michael Thomas, I mean, I, I have a 20 point uh, differential between Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams. Um, which I think is fair. Uh, I think very fair. A, oh yeah. I think there's a world where Devonte Adams finishes closer, and you know, right, just jumping right into our one and two here, or my one and two. 
Um, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I think there is a world where Devontae Adams finishes 10 points or less behind Michael Thomas because he is the only viable receiver on the Green Bay Packers. Hey, MVS, um, MVS. I know. I was, I was about to say that. In training camp. Oh, yeah. I was, I was about to up. say that. It sounds like the, the, the Dolphins have passed where everybody on the Dolphins is going to be a freaking pro bowler. Um, every every story that came out of camp, oh, the, this person's, you know, great. They're doing so well. Oh, I hate up. stories out of camp. I don't want to hear them uh, look good. So get Mark, into a real game. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care what Marquez Valdez-Scanling does. I don't care about Equinemius St. Brown. Um, I, Devontae Adams. Lazard. Alan Lazard. Uh, yeah, I don't cares? care any of them. Who cares? So, Mike, you know, Michael Thomas is an easy one to talk about. For, for me, Devontae Adams is more intriguing because um, they're going pretty close in drafts. They're going about three or so, par, uh, three to four picks apart um, in AD, ADP pur- purposes. Uh, Michael Thomas going towards the middle of the first round while Devontae Adams is going as like the one of the last three picks of the first round. But Devontae Adams is the the only show in town. And if he can surpass 110 plus receptions, I do oh, think God. Comes, oh, yeah. I do think he comes close to Michael Thomas in terms of... Yeah. Uh, because remember, Michael Thomas now has Emmanuel Sanders uh, across from him. Traquan Smith potentially as the three, um, you know, Kamara coming back in a healthier way than he was last year. So I think that there's a world where Michael Thomas doesn't get, you know, eight receptions, it, it, nine yeah. receptions, 10 receptions a game. I just think it's, it could happen, but yeah, I could definitely, I, I agree with you that. So my number two then is a guy that I've loved ever since they drafted him in Julio Jones. I mean, Julio takes five steps from the 10 yard line, their own 10 yard line, and he's ready on the other side of the, in the, in the, in the other end zone. So yeah. Julio, I had Julio two years ago, I think, or maybe even last year, going over very close to 2,000 yards. I still am waiting for that season, which I don't think it could happen. I mean, it it could, but the window I feel like is closing just a little bit. You know, Matt Ryan's getting a little bit older. He's no spring chicken anymore, but Julio is my number two. Number three. I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't, blame, I, don't, I don't fault you for it. I've always had a little bit less – love for Julio at that two spot or one or two spot because the touchdowns are always so bleak. Exactly. But it, he was but, starting yeah. he was starting to score something. I get it. He was I, starting to Which score. is so crazy cuz he's such a freak of an athlete and he's so big oh and just his throw wingspan it. Just is throw huge. It up like I don't him. understand it. Um anyway, my number 3 is Tyreek Hill. Um, I know I know okay. there are some who aren't as, you know, blatantly high on him as I am. I know there are some people who are saying, you know, he's being drafted right now around the last pick of the first round or the first pick of the second round. Second, yep. Um, but why not? I mean, uh, you're talking about a guy who's going to average close to 15 yards per reception. Um, At least. He's, I mean, when healthy, when healthy, you're talking about 95 plus receptions as well. Um, and, and a guy who actually scores touchdowns uh, somewhere between eight and 10 touchdowns. Um, he's my prediction faster for this than year. anybody on the yeah. field. <laughs> yeah, I think I think somewhere between eight and ten touchdowns makes sense for him. I mean, yes, there is a pretty big difference for me in terms of points uh, between Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and then him. Uh, we're talking, you know, a thirty-plus point differential between him and Devontae. So it's almost a 50, 50 and five uh, point difference between him and Michael Thomas um, for seven picks, and that much I can understand because if you're going to take Michael Thomas in the middle of the middle-ish part of the first round then Tyreek Hill at the end of the first might be a bit of a reach based on that point spread however Tyreek Hill is a freak of an athlete he is the main focus in that offense you have a rookie running back Travis Kelsey obviously but you're talking about the best team in football and probably the fastest most athletic wide receiver in football right overall the most athletic two wide receivers too I mean with McCall Harmon too if you had you know what I mean but 
My number three, and this guy was basically the number one wide receiver last year before he kind of faltered. I think he got hurt maybe once or twice. Uh, Cooper Cup, a little crazy, but Cooper Cup, he's on the field. It dominated Brandon Cooks. Who cares if he's there or not? Jared Goff is going to throw to Cooper Cup. Robert Woods is a very good wide receiver as well. He's going to get his fill. But Cooper Cup, it, he is my number three wide receiver. And if I could get him where he's being drafted, is, it's absolutely insane. I just still can't believe that he's fallen to what? He's going in third, fourth round. He's going, he's going at like the, the end of the third or like the early fourth, somewhere in like that 38 to 40 uh, pick range. I, he was my second wide receiver. I drafted Julio in one league, Julio first, and then Cooper Cup on my way back. Yeah, I mean, I love, the, I love Cooper Cup. I always, you know, I always talk about a guy who year after year is, you know, closes in on the top five. Um, and, you know, it brings back memories of what, two, three plus years ago, where before his injury, he was like number three wide receiver um, on pace for a ridiculous season. Oh my God, insane um, season. So the thing is, is I tie him to Jared Goff. And while I do, I have more faith in Goff than a lot of people do. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have faith this year in the, in the Rams because they still didn't improve the offensive line and the running game is kind of all over the place. And so I just, I understand your love for him because they passed the ball so much, but um, I'll, you know, skip mine. My number four is Julio Jones. So my four is Devonta. Okay. So yeah, I have, I have Julio in the, in the top uh, four for a good reason. He's worth it. Exactly. He's totally, they're all, they're all, I think they're all worth it. Tyreek as well. And I'm, we're about to get to Tyreek for me. He's not my next, but I guess number five is actually, I'm still, I'm still teetering back and forth. I have Nuck right now, DeAndre Hopkins as my number five. I just don't know about that offense because Fitzgerald's still there. Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Kenyon Drake, they might get Chase Edmonds involved. Who knows if they even have a tight end? Who cares? <laughs> so DeAndre being number five for me, it's, it would be if I were to move him down, it would be very, very close. Like if he goes to six or seven for me, it's going to be very, very close to the number five position though. But he is my number five right now. Um, my five is Chris Godwin. Okay. Didn't, didn't expect myself to feel that way because yeah, I, I, because I, I'm of, a little shocked too, actually, because I, I, I was a little surprised too, as I went through it and, you know, you hit, I have my, my rankings in a spreadsheet that, you know, we, we both use that, you know, updates it for you. And I'm just updating my rankings on the receptions per game and the yards per catch and, you know, touchdown potential. And all of a sudden I look back as I, as I go from most points to least points and I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, Chris Godwin's five. Um, I don't feel bad about it because Mike Evans is not too far away from that. And my love for Mike Evans and my feeling of disrespect in some way that of how people feel about Mike Evans I is love Mike astounding Evans. Um, because you're talking about, you know, right now, Chris Godwin's going somewhere in the, uh, he's going around pick, pick around number pick 20 ish. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about the middle of the second uh, middle end of the second. Meanwhile, Mike Evans is going, you know, towards like the third. getting middle of middle of the third, yeah. which is, I think is freaking coconuts. Um, but Chris Godwin is going to be Tom Brady's favorite target, I think. I think that, you know, Evans is going to be that touchdown. They're all going to be great targets. Touchdown potential. But um, I think Chris Godwin is going to be the number one target. Um, but it's going to be close. I mean, you're, you're talking back to – you're talking both guys who could, you know, get, uh, you know have 150-plus targets, um, Buccaneers. So um, I feel okay about it. I, you know, I have him at 10, plus, at 10 around, around 10 touchdowns. So – which I think is, I think it's kind of the floor, honestly. He could, you know, go off for 14 touchdowns, but this is basing it on Brady being 
being Tom Brady. Middle of the road. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, being being as, as good as he can be at 43, whatever years old. So, um, so that's number five. Uh, number six for me is Tyreek, which I'm okay with. Tyreek, uh, he could move up. I could flip-flop him and DeAndre. It still remains to be seen. Tyreek is going to finish as a top 10. He's got potential to finish top five. I mean, the guy's electric. So it's, it's I think, the injury concerns of some people. So, but – he is number six for me. I think DeAndre is, you know, a, a great choice uh, in the top 12 to 14 picks. So I have him at six. I put it there. I think he's still going to be a very important part of that offense. Did you just get an update on your phone? Uh, Leonard Fournette is going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. As the fighter jets fly over my house, that you can probably hear because I'm right near an airport. For you. That, that is America. Wow. Leonard Fournette to the Bucs. I didn't, Should we talk about that for I don't a second? I don't even know what to say. I'm kind of shocked, actually, because of the talent. Because not not because of the talent they have, but they have a they have a bunch. I mean, you got Lashawn McCoy, you got Ronald Jones, you got Dare, Keyshawn Vaughn. You just drafted, so now you're going to sign Leonard Fournette. What the hell? And now his ADP is going to be just everybody's going to try to reach for him. I mean, your your seat, your he's going to go. He's going to go in like the mid to late second now. That's insane. That's neither here nor there. That's great. Everybody's going to be talking about it on Twitter. Uh, number six for you is DeAndre, right? Is that what you said? Number six yes, is Tyreek? Yep. Okay, perfect. So we'll jump right into the seventh wide receiver. Uh, my number seven is who I was talking about earlier and my love for, even though his teammate is ahead of him, and that is Mike Evans. Ooh, um, okay. I, I feel the love for Mike Evans, and I don't understand, like I said, the disrespect uh, that he is getting by falling to that you know beginning middle of the um, third round. But, I mean, he's been a perennial star. Uh, he's a big body wide receiver who can stretch the fields, who can make the big catches. Um, and to get him where he's going is just ridiculous. Like, I saw that last year. Like, you know, last year he was going towards that, like, middle end of the second round – or toward, more towards the end of the second round. I didn't understand. Uh, but to see him now in that early third or mid-third is just, you know, I think it's ridiculous. I, I do. It, re- it really is. It really is. And I, I totally agree with you. I'm a big Mike Evans fan. Um, there he is him and Godwin are literally right next to, to this guy for me but Matthew Stafford's healthy my number seven is Kenny Galladay I think that Kenny Galladay is going to he's, he's gonna he's gonna eat as they say is that, is that what the kids say that's what so the say? kids say these days they say they're gonna they, eat they're gonna eat yeah whatever oh sure nom, 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 <laughs> nom, nom, nom. so Kenny Galladay Matthew Stafford that's his favorite target I know he has Marvin Jones TJ Hawkinson yeah I'm still not sold on him just yet, uh, but I think that Matthew Stafford loves him some Kenny Galladay. So Hotel Motel, Galladay in at number seven for me. Well over 1,000 yards and probably in double-digit touchdowns, unless Marvin Jones doesn't eat him up and has his four, five-touchdown games that he does every year. And then number eight and nine for me is Godwin Evans. Okay, so yeah, so, so the bird – Pretty similar in those uh, in that regard. Um, mine is not. Uh, mine is two people you have not talked about, and uh, I have it number eight, right around eight. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I have DJ Moore. Um, I think if okay. if DJ Moore can put up those types of numbers like he did last year with Kyle Allen, um, I think he could far exceed that with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I I don't love Bridgewater as a fantasy quarterback. I don't love Bridgewater as a you know. Sp- star quarterback i think he's a serviceable good player um but dj moore doesn't need that dj moore is just a flat out 
star in the making in my mind. He's a stud. He is. He's, yeah. a, he's an athlete. So I don't care if they bring in Robbie Anderson. I don't care if Ian Thomas comes into his own. They obviously have Christian McCaffrey, but DJ Moore is the number one receiver and he's going to be utilized quite a bit. And my number nine is Adam Thielen Thielen. Um, okay. I I don't know it, what world, if healthy exactly if healthy what world he does is... he not? Stephon Diggs is gone. Like, yeah. and I know people. Some will be like, "Oh well, Diggs is gone, so we're going to talk about you know number one cornerback on him, or they're going to be focusing more on him." But you know what? that was Justin, that always happened. Justin Jefferson <laughs> is going to be a damn good number two. So that's what BC, I BC. I've heard some decent things coming oh, out of Ola BC Johnson. So or Ola BC Johnson, but I mean, I love but love Adam Thielen, Justin oh, yeah. Jefferson. So Adam Thielen is Adam Thielen is my number uh, number nine. Um, I couldn't be happier about that because Adam Thielen two years ago was putting up a hundred yards per game for what's the first seven eight games of the season. I mean, even if he scores you only six touchdowns, I think he gets you to 90-plus receptions and over, what, 12, uh, you know, 1,100, 1,200 yards. So Adam Thielen, number nine for me. Okay, yeah, I could see that. And we're, we're not very far off. Like, we're not – DJ Moore I have a little bit further on my list. But, again, a lot of these rankings, I mean, they're, they're, they're very close. You know, yeah. like this, the points is not going to mm-hmm. separate them too much. But um, to round out the top ten – my number 10 is who's going to get back to a top wide receiver is Juju. Ooh. I think Juju will be fine Juju. this year. Big Ben throws the ball 75 times a game. He's going to throw it. He's going to throw to Juju. They're going to be, he's going to be fine. I understand that. Oh, he's going to be up against the number one corner. I just, I think Juju is a talent. He is a very good wide receiver. And I think that this is the year where he definitely bounces back. Because of big, because Big Ben is there. I mean, you add Big Ben, future Hall of Famer, throwing the ball to him. You got a completely different offense. I mean, you 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 have to scheme completely different if you're if you're if you're defense on the other side. So Juju's my number ten. Well, I love Juju because you're getting him at the last pick of the third round. <laughs> like exactly what exactly exactly. Like and I know I know last year was a colossal. Just I, I want to use a certain word, but I'm not going to say it on 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 a live episode. But it was bad. I mean, I went into the year touting Juju. He was like my number what, number one or number two wide receiver. And, and it would have happened. I stand by it. Like, I, yeah, I stand by I it. Hurt. Like, I stand by it. He is one of the most gifted players in the NFL. I mean, he's fast. His yards after the – you have to catch a ridiculous. He's just a freak of an athlete. So, I fully stand behind that. He is inside my top 15. So, that much we agree with. Um, mine is more on the fact that I don't know about Ben. I don't know if Ben stays healthy. I don't know what the other wide receiver core looks like in, in Pittsburgh. So mine's a little bit more shaky in that regard. Um, my number 10 is in the great state of Texas. And that is Amari Cooper. Really? Okay. I have Amari Cooper at 10. Um, I love Michael Gallup. I think the CD lamb pick was a luxury pick. I don't hate it, but I think it was a luxury pick. Um, but you know what, if, if we think Dak is going to throw for close to 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, um, which we've talked about is a possibility. Um, why not then put Amari Cooper inside your top 10? I have him going over 90 receptions, almost 1,200 yards, and seven touchdowns. And I feel good about those numbers. I think those numbers for Amari are easily attainable. Uh, you're talking about an NFC East that is pretty bad yet again, um, pretty average, let's say, with the Giants and the Eagles and whatever that team from Washington is called. Um, but yeah, I just I think Amari Cooper is a number one wide receiver. Uh, he should be treated as such, and to get him where he's going, right, which right now is the first or second pick of the fourth round, is again we'll say it. It is coconuts. 
um, to get a number one wide receiver in the, you know, late third, early fourth. So the only thing about Amari that really bothers me, and that's why I don't even have him in my top 15 is he disappears when he faces a cornerback one and Darius Slay is on the Eagles now. So he's going to be it. seeing him twice a year. Amari is, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a good wide receiver. That's that. I, know. Uh, I get it. I get it. I could see it. You could see it. You could see it, but you can also see the other side of it. Like, like you said, I mean, Gallup and CD, the, all three of these guys have the potential to go over a thousand yards. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking, it could, it could we're happen. not talking consistency with, with uh, Amari Cooper. I'm not right? talking, exactly. I'm exactly. not talking. He's going to get you 16 to 17 points, you know, 16 to 20 points per game, every game, but he's going to have some nine point games. He's going to have some 29 point games. That's right. Who Amari is. And he gets to play the giants twice. And he also gets to play that team in Washington DC twice. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, the, so, yeah, there is potential. Yeah. So just transition right into your number 11. My number 11 is, let's, you know, one of your top 10. And that was Kenny Galladay. Um, yep. Kenny Galladay is a, I think he's a top 10, top 12 uh, wide receiver. I don't think there's any way around that. Um, he is a very, very talented player. Yes. Um, and even, even when Matt Stafford went down last year, he still remained relevant. Um, and I think that's just the type of player he is. He, he doesn't disappear even when the quarterback is David Blah. Um, but I forgot about him. I was trying yeah. to think, of, I was trying to think of his name. I'm like, I'm like, what was that one play on Thanksgiving uh, where he ran like 75 yards yeah. and scored the touchdown? It was what it was. Oh, David, David Blah. Who is the, who is the quarterback from Florida? That was the, um, the quarterback that went, he was hurt. And then Blah came became the starting quarterback. Oh my God. What's his name? You got me. Oh my God. No, no, no. We know him. Oh, whatever. Anyway, we'll get back. We'll, get, we'll circle back. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kenny Galladay, I have him uh, inside my top 12. So it means he's a wide receiver one in my mind and he is being treated as such. He is being drafted as almost as the last pick of the second round or the first pick of the third round, which I think is pretty on par uh, to where he should be going. All right. I dig it. I, I do. I do. Uh, number 11 for me is again, these rankings, they're very, preliminary-ish, but the season's coming up. So I think this guy goes right back to it. And if they want to succeed, they need to use his talent. Um, and that is OBJ out of the Cleveland Browns. Kind of crazy, I know, but Jarvis Landry did not get his injury kind of taken care of in the offseason, whereas OBJ did. So I could see OBJ getting a lot of action because the Browns, let's, let's be real, they're not going to be that good of a team. So they're going to need to throw the ball a lot. So OBJ is my eleven hate on it go <laughs> i don't know if i can hate on it because i think it's terrible and you're wrong but it at the same happen. time there's also a possibility <laughs> there is a world where beckham finishes in the top five yeah oh yeah like, there's just oh, yeah. there's just a world and i don't want to live in that world like yeah. i just don't want to do it because when he was on the giants he was the focal point he was the man and he is now not the man he's shown that he's a prima donna and unlikable by everyone so i don't was he love ever it. was he ever likable i guess was that by like... giants fans he was yeah, i true. can tell you that mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't i don't love that but i also can understand the potential upside for it right now he's going uh at, towards the back end of the third round so that is 
decent enough value for a guy you could potentially value as a wide receiver one. If he I falls, if he falls right. past that, then yeah, I would, I would probably, I would definitely be yeah. more inclined to draft. I have him, I have him as a mid round, uh, mid uh, wide receiver two, which I think is pretty fair, but he's not being drafted as such. He's being drafted as a high end uh, wide receiver two, which okay. I just, anyway. Um, so, okay. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. And then my number 12 right after is Adam Thielen, okay. which we just talked about. There's no reason, but he has all the potential to finish as a top four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've we've seen it. We just need him to stay healthy, and so does Kirk Cousins. So that's my twelve. Who's your Who's your twelve? My number twelve is your boy, who is in your top three, which I love, but also scares me. Is Cooper Cup? Um, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup. It's is, both sides. It's both. It literally is. Cooper both Cup sides, is one yeah. of the safe. I think Cooper Cup is one of the safest wide receiver plays, um, based solely on the his his importance in that offense in the fact that they don't have a definite running game in the fact that Jared Goff throws the ball so much. Um, and he's a reliable, he's a reliable blanket. I think him and Higby are actually going to be those blankets um, this year for Goff. I love Woods obviously, but I think those are the two blankets, but yeah, I Cooper cup at 12. Yeah. That means he's a wide receiver one and I'm all for him as wide receiver one. And he's being drafted right now uh, at pick number 40. Um, which basically puts him in that beginning middle of the um, fourth round. So, yeah, and I, I have him in I two leagues that's, already. That's crazy because if you view him like I do as a wide receiver, a late wide receiver one, um, that's very late. And so, yeah, I'm going to eat Coconuts. That. That's what yeah. it is. It's it coconuts. Is, it is pure I felt that, coconuts. I felt, I felt like that was a little uh, little crazy to say again, but. No, it is. It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, yeah. And g- transition right into your 13 because I want to see what you have to say about my 13. So my 13, 14, my 13, 14, and 15, I'm going to kind of kind of combine together because all of them are one point apart. I'm not even joking. Um, and all of them are unbelievably high upside, but one or two of them scare me a little bit more than others. And so at 13, I have Calvin Ridley. At 14, I have AJ Brown. And at 15, I have Juju. Ooh. So all of them are, all of them are literally like one or two points apart from each. Yeah. So it's, I have Calvary at 240 points, AJ Brown at 239, and then I Juju at 238. Uh, So literally two point differential between the three positions. So I think the safest play out of all of them is my number 13, which is Calvin Ridley. Um, Calvin Ridley is a reliable force in that Atlanta offense, that high power Atlanta offense that I think is going to get better this year. Um, Like we said before with that offensive line, so I think Calvin Ridley in some games is going to outperform Julio Jones and that's yeah. okay. So I that's think fine, there's a exactly. World, yeah. There's a world where Julio and Calvin Ridley both finish inside the top 12. We've seen it before from wide receivers on the same team. Um, so I'm like, like with last year, top five for uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but I, my next two, I love Juju Smith Schuster, like we just talked about and AJ Brown. I love AJ Brown, but there's more risk. Exactly. There's definitely more risk because it is a run heavy offense, but Brian Tannehill was still throwing the crap ton. Like, so I, I don't see why AJ Brown could not finish. He's in my yeah. top two. He's in my top 20, not in my top 15, maybe, but I'm it's not, fact, I'm not upset with it. I'm not it's upset. The with fact it. that he's like, look, like we're talking about a guy who averaged what, like 18 yards per catch last year. Like that's not sustainable. Right. It's, exactly. It's not it's sustainable. Not, unless so you're getting, he, unless you're literally getting, 15 catches for the whole right. That's, that's the, but also the point (laughs) is is like, he has to then be a high um, 
target share kind of guy. And I just, I don't know if that's going to happen. So what I'm saying is if he's going to fall on that yards per reception kind of, you know, momentum, I don't see the same types of numbers as last year because I don't see him getting peppered with targets as much, but I think he's a breakout star. That's, there's no doubt about that. I dig it. My 13, since they, I just personally don't think they have anyone else and they literally just got rid of Leonard Fournette. Uh, is DJ Shark to do, 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 do. Uh, there, again, there's there's nobody else on that. D.D. Westbrook, okay. Chris Connolly, yeah, that's great. Tyler Eifert, that's going to get hurt after one game. They don't know their running game yet. Raquel Armstead and this uh, Zigbo guy both could split carries. Uh, Gardner Minshew loves him some DJ Shark. Full season, they're going to have a full season. Everyone stays healthy, no COVID, no injuries, nothing. DJ Shark has that potential because he dominated last year when Gardner Mitchell was throwing, was throwing to him. So DJ shark is my number 13. I mean, a little crazy. Through, you can go through your, your 14. 15 oh yeah. yeah. So 14 DJ Moore. So I have DJ Moore kind of on that cusp. Yeah. Which I'm still, like you said, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm still not sold on Teddy Bridgewater, but again, he's definitely better than Kyle Allen from last year. So DJ Moore could be moving up my rankings. Um, if anything, I could see myself maybe switching OBJ. You know, maybe moving him down a little bit. But uh, but number 15 is a guy that's getting absolutely no love is Keenan Allen for me. PPR, mm-hmm. I absolutely love Keenan yeah. Allen. What is wrong with the world? I, I drafted Keenan Allen as like in like the fifth round, I think, in one league. Yeah. Next, it's, it was absolutely insane. I could not believe that he's still there. Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert, it does not matter. Mike Williams, isn't he going through a little bit of some injuries right now? Well, Mike Williams is always going through a little bit of injury. So Mike Williams, <laughs> we, we know what he's – he is he is what he is. Hunter Henry's really going to be the only other guy, and then, and then Austin Eckler. But we already know what Austin Eckler's role is going to be. So Keenan Allen, I understand it's not Philip Rivers anymore. But if you're Tyrod Taylor and you're Justin Herbert, whoever is going to start, uh, you're, you are probably watching the games. Tyrod Taylor, well, he was on the bench last year. I forget for who. Um, actually, he was in – in uh, L.A., right? Or in San Diego? He was. He was in, it was in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was watching Philip Rivers throw to Keenan Allen. Clearly it works. Keenan I Allen mean, is a PPR yeah. monster. Keenan Allen is my number 15. I think I've said enough about him. Okay. Um, my, uh, so, yeah, I did my 13, 14, 15. Uh, my 16 um, So, we'll kind Allen. of round out, yeah, the top 20. Yeah, let's, I'll round out the top 20. I'm going to go one by one through them. I'll do my 16 through 20 uh, just quick. And I'll tell you my favorite of the bunch. Uh, at 16, I have Allen Robinson. I just, he's the only guy there. It doesn't matter if, I mean, I like Anthony Miller. Don't oh, wrong. Quietly, he quietly does it. But he was <laughs> dominant last year. Like there's no way around that. He was dominant last year, but I still have question marks about the Bears offense. And I have question marks about Matt Nagy and the quarterback position. Um, number 17, I have Cortland Sutton. Um, eight, 18 is Robert Woods, 19 is Stefan Diggs, and 20 is Odell Beckham Jr. Ooh. So my favorite of that bunch, as much as I am terrified of the, the quarterback play of Drew Locke, potentially, I am going with Cortland, Cortland Sutton. Sutton yeah. um, Cortland Sutton is just too talented of a wide receiver to go outside of the top 20 for me. So I, I will be going with Cortland Sutton there, because especially because he's going at pick 60. Pick 60. Like and that, he's the number is, one. And he's the number one. Like the, 60. Like, I know Drew Locke, and I get the – you know, they brought in Jerry Judy. They brought in uh, K.J. Hamler. I get it. But um, it, it's Cortland Sutton is just 
one of my favorite wide receivers. I like it. I, I definitely okay, that's do. my top. That's my top twenty. So we're very, very, very similar. So my number sixteen is Robert Woods, which very, very well could happen. Robert Woods, when yeah. he's healthy, he plays. Jared Goff loves throwing to him. He's not quite as much as I love Cooper Cup, but I do love me some Robert Woods. Seventeen, Allen Robinson. The guy had ninety-eight catches last year. What the hell? And 154 targets? Uh, Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky, who the hell cares? He's going to do it. it it's, he's – Allen Robinson is going to be fine, like you said. Uh, he may even be, be moving up in my rankings for me. But funny enough, I actually don't even have him on any team. And I'm not even targeting him, which is weird. So I may maybe, – maybe I'll change that up. Uh, number 18 is Amari for me. 19, A.J. Brown. And then 20 is Calvin Ridley. Out of all of them, which you said that you actually absolutely do like A.J. Brown, I would say he's probably my, my, one of my favorites out of these, these five right here to sneak back up into the top 15, to sneak up into the top 15. Because he has that potential. I mean, Tennessee, what they showed us last year, they're, they're, they are there for the, for the AFC. They are a Super Bowl contender. They almost beat the Chiefs last year. That would have been a very I – I would have been very – excited to see Tennessee versus the Niners in the, in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't have been upset with that at all. So AJ Brown has all the makings of a stud. The guy's huge. He's a monster. So he's, he's the one guy out of, out of the uh, top 15 that I potential for top 15. So outside now go outside your top 20, um, go outside your top 20 and pick your favorite guy that you want uh, as on as many teams as possible that you know, has the possibility of finishing inside the top 20, but, you know, just didn't make the cut for you. So, and I, I, I only have him, I think I have him on one, maybe one dynasty or uh, it's Tyler Boyd. Mm, yes. It really, it really is Tyler Good Boyd. One. I, I don't, one. I don't see why AJ Green, I, I've loved AJ Green ever since he came out of college, ever since he came out of Georgia. Yeah. Guy was an absolute monster. It is such a shame that he cannot stay healthy. It's, it's like he's – it's worse than Calvin Johnson. I mean, Calvin Johnson, he, that was just kind of like, oh, hey, I've been injured a little bit. You know, you guys may have not known about all these injuries, but I'm going to retire. A.J. Green is – the guy is just he's – a, he's a bag of potato chips. He is insanely fragile. He's not going to – I hate to say this, but he's not going to stay healthy. And it's going to be the Tyler Boyd show. They have no one else. Yes, they got some other young wide receivers, but Tyler Boyd is a guy that can crack. He can crack the top 10 easily. I can yeah. see him cracking top 20. I have him, I have him ahead of AJ Green. And, and as you should, as, as everyone should. I mean, but that's the thing. That's, and that's the risk that you're taking with AJ Green, who's saying that, oh, you know, I, I feel healthy this year, but, but bro, we get it, man. Like, I understand. We, we know you want to play football, and it's probably insanely hard to yeah. step away. Yeah. Most of these guys that retired young, look at Andrew Luck. That yeah. was probably one. Of, that was probably the, one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. Yeah. AJ Green will retire after this season, and I just said it on the Sleeper Wire show. I have a feeling he's going to retire after this season. You got He's got to find a time to hang it up, man. Yeah, I agree. Who's, um, a, who's a guy? Who's a guy for you that you? Mine that, is you my know? is my last number two. My PPR. Last P, PPR. Uh, we're talking right. Yeah. It's oh I yeah, yeah. We're going PPR. Yeah, we're going PPR. 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 Yeah, yeah. Correct. Um, mine is. My number, my final uh, number two wide receiver, which means he's my number 24th ranked wide receiver. We've talked about him a little bit and how much love we have for him, but I didn't realize how much I love I had for him until I started to go through the numbers. I started to go through the playoffs, um, through, you know, everything. And DK Metcalf is, is heading towards 
becoming the number one wide receiver. He is he more, will be after this year. He is more relevant in the offense than Tyler Lockett is. Tyler Lockett disappears. He is a fart in the wind. Like that's what he is. DK Metcalf a fart in the wind. Brings smelly, so yeah, smelly and downstream. Yeah. Is that it? Is that what and what I'm what I'm going with it? Like it just dissipates. <laughs> it just it goes. It dissipates. It goes all yeah. over the place. Like it but just it also kind of, affects. It affects a lot of people. people. Yeah. In the, in the nearby region. Um, DK Metcalf is going to be relevant in every game. I think, I I think he has more of a relevance where he's not that downplay, you know, down the field, you know, just only down the field kind of guy. Like I think he's over the middle kind of guy. He's a stretch the field kind of receiver. So he's just a big body, a huge physical freak of an athlete. And he's shown that he's a talented wide receiver who can produce at the next level. So I have him at 24, um, and the problem with that is, unfortunately, though, is he's being drafted right now. He's being drafted at around pick 45 to 48. So you're not really getting a deal on him. You're getting him probably a little bit earlier than, than what he's know, probably going to. But again, like said, but it's, it's ceiling based too. He's that big receiver that Russell yeah. really hasn't had. I mean, right. Doug Baldwin wasn't a big guy. Yes, he was good, but he wasn't a big guy. Tyler Lockett's not a big guy. DK Metcalf is a monster on the field. He, he will be the number one receiver after this year. But there is a world where Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf could both go over 1,000 yards, but I like the way that DK Metcalf is going to do it this season. Yeah, and I think his touchdown potential, potential is, is just greater than Lockett's. Lockett um, disappears. Yeah, I just – I don't – Lockett's Lockett confuses me. Um, I think Metcalf's going to be more consistent. Yeah, I think DK puts up eight to ten touchdowns while, you know, Lockett is that maybe five to six touchdowns, but it'll come in spurts. Like he'll have two touchdowns, three touchdowns in a game, and then not score again for six games, seven games. Who are so. some who who's some late wide receivers? So I know that we're in one of the we're in the program, yeah. sleeper wire program right now, and I'm in one sure. of the listener leagues. Uh who's a wide receiver that you're looking at like re- somewhat late? I'm I i do not want to I don't want to give a sure. round, but like sure. you know? Uh, um so somebody has to be opposite. Um, I'll name a few. Um, my first one is someone has to play opposite T.Y. Hilton. And I know or some- Or fill in when he gets hurt. Or that's what I was going to say. Or fill in when he gets hurt. And I know some people will join the Paris bandwagon. And I liked Paris last year. But I really like Michael Pittman Jr. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. right now is going around pick 158. He is going to be close to free in a lot of drafts, if not one of the last round picks. I think I have him and in a couple. He is a he's a freak of an athlete too. So I I think that he will become a favorite target of Philip. Um, and once again, we're not talking that Philip Philip can't really stretch the field much anymore. So Ty Hilton might not be as prevalent because we're not talking about Philip who can throw it 75 yards. You know what I mean? Like I just, T.Y. Hilton is a burner and I think Pittman could really be a good possession receiver. So I'm going to say Pittman as my, as one of my options. Um, And then, and then another guy who showed flashes last year, the quarterback play obviously is going to have to, you know, be relevant here. And that is Preston Williams with the Miami Dolphins. I was looking at him as well. Um, Preston Williams is going uh, around what pick 148 to 150. Um, Showed flashes last year in his rookie year. I think that he's going to come into his own in his second year. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's still the quarterback. And he and loves throwing the ball. And he loves throwing <laughs> the ball as much as possible. And then it's going to transition into Tua at some point. And you're going to see that he might become more relevant in an offense as the year goes on than someone like Devontae Parker does. So those are my two. I like, yeah, I like those two. And I, I think I drafted. I drafted. I just drafted Pittman, actually, with my one of my two last, last two picks. One of the last two. 
um, in this in the one league because Paris Campbell is still dealing with a little bit of injury. So Michael Pittman, insert Michael Pittman, and he is. I mean, the, this guy could be the one, number one wide receiver come week two, you know, because Ty could be hurt. Paris could still be out. So, but another guy is, and I don't know how late. I guess he's going somewhat late, but I don't have him yet in any league, and I really, really want to draft him. Is your boy from? Uh, jersey of Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder, I think a lot of people are looking at him, but I, I just still can't get over his ADP, especially in PPR. It should be higher. The guy had 14 catches with Sam Darnold in his first game before Darnold decided to start uh, kissing everyone. But uh, another another guy that I am looking at as well, um, but th- this offense, we're still trying to figure out this offense in Las Vegas. Hunter Renfro, I absolutely love Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, rookie, Henry Ruggs, rookie, Tyrell Williams. Even if he was playing, he's done for the season. Even if he was playing, I don't, I, I still didn't think he was that relevant. Um, I, I absolutely love Hunter Renfro. He could be one of the top options for Derek Carr this year, but behind Darren Waller, I'm hoping it's Darren Waller. I still, I still really like Darren yeah, Waller. Me too. Uh, but Hunter Renfro is some guy that could could see seven to nine targets consistently though every single game because he's going to be that safety blanket for Derek Carr while Henry Ruggs is going to try to burn everybody downfield Derek Carr oh I can't throw it that far so I'm going to throw it a Hunter Renfro Brian Edwards I get that but he's played with Hunter Renfro already he's done a season with him so those are my two guys late late rounds awesome. wide receivers you can find so much great value yeah wide receivers. Agreed. these guys like a DJ Shark from last year this guy was—he wasn't even drafted in probably some leagues. He was going so late, and he still finished as a top—not a wide receiver one. He was very, very close to it, I think. Wide receivers, unless you get yourself a Michael Thomas, a Julio, a Devonta, a DeAndre, like these guys. There, there are so many diamonds in the rough. Later on, Michael Pittman could turn into the number one wide receiver in Indianapolis and be Philip Rivers. I'm, I, like there, there's so much potential for some of these. And like you said, even Devonte Parker, I can't believe his ADP is, is where, where it is. Where is it? Where is, where is Devonte Parker going right now? He's not going that high. And he dominated last year towards the last, end. last time I looked Devonte Parker was going at pick somewhere between pick 65 and 70. So you're seeing him around 68 or so. Um, which... Dolphins are not a good team. Then maybe they will be. Maybe they will be this year. You're looking him mid to late sixth round, give or take. Devontae Parker has all the makings right now, and he showed us last year what a wide receiver one could do. Fitzpatrick is going to throw to him. He's going to throw to Preston Williams, but uh, hopefully, exactly. We don't. We don't hope that next. You know, it was a fluke. But Tua steps in. Tua's going to throw. He's Tua doesn't seem to me that he's going to be a stupid quarterback. I'm not saying that he's stupid, but. He's not going to make stupid mistakes. He's not going to force it. Maybe he will in the beginning. You never know because there's no preseason games. He's not going to get – the only action he's going to get is a real game. That matters. Wide receivers you can wait on. Get your running backs. I, I like waiting on some wide receivers. I don't know how you feel about it. And, it, again, it all depends on your draft and your situation. I mean, if I, can get a, if I can get a substantial step up on the competition by drafting, you know, Julio Jones when he falls, it's a like, you know yeah. – that's the, that's the thing is like, you know, I always go into that mindset of, oh, I like to go running back, running back, or I like to go to the positions where I can, you know, f- far beat out the number two, you know, tight end by grabbing, you know, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Um, so I like that model and I like being able to, you know, go running back, running back. But if I can have a full step up on the next 
the available wide receiver by getting Julio Jones later, getting Tyreek Hill where they shouldn't be going, then yeah, I'm going to take it. But for the most part, when it comes to wide receiver three, wide receiver four, yeah, I mean, you can find diamonds in the rough throughout the draft. I mean, you know, if you want to wait on a wide receiver four till, you know, the third to last pick, you're going to get somebody who's pretty prevalent that you can start every other week. There's just way more options at the wide receiver position. Way right. more, exactly. And somebody's going to emerge. It's going to happen. I mean, it happens every single season. Yeah. So that was our top wide receivers for the upcoming season. We are the Fantasy Fam. You can follow us on Twitter at the Fantasy Fam. We're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Fantasy Fam, signing off. Mm-hmm.